Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What a world! Welcome to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB. From right here is your humble host, on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, August 10th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because there is NFL football on tonight. This was the case a week ago, obviously, with the Pro Football Hall of Fame game, which we saw on Hard Knocks, which debuted on Tuesday. But tonight we have two different NFL games because it is official the first week of the preseason we have the Houston Texans visiting the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Seattle Seahawks both of those games are on NFL Network I don't say that as any sort of ad Um, I just say that because we're all football fans and we've all obviously been looking forward to this and if you're wondering if you're going to be able to watch them because you know preseason games are generally local markets only they are both nationally televised Uh, so we'll see how much you know starters play with respect to those four teams maybe you're doing some scouting uh, ahead of time for your fantasy draft whatever the case it is officially the most wonderful time of the year and I mentioned several things that are indicative of that obviously the preseason uh, officially beginning for the entire NFL tonight hard knocks debuting on Tuesday night the Premier League is back tomorrow Um, we did it we made it we survived uh, another offseason and so I'm so pumped uh, for fall for fall weather uh, for for all the falls festivities and and obviously within all of that Dallas Cowboys football and um, this is my ninth season I believe doing um, blogging or you know podcasting whatever you want to call it I started blogging and podcasting again whatever word we're going to assign to that creating content I suppose uh, back in 2015 and then of course took over in this full-time capacity here at blogging the boys in 2018 so if you are new here welcome Um, this is something that we do all the time we don't just do it during football season but obviously uh, the intensity turns up uh, starting now for uh, hopefully the next six or so months and you know well I mean then we'll have to plan the parade and, and you know do all that stuff but uh, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves uh, we did not have an episode of the Ocho last week my apologies I mentioned it on last week's edition of the NFC East mixtape I was in Oxnard California with my friends from San Antonio Sports Star uh, Rob Thompson Rudy J who you heard uh, on some of our recap videos that we did over on the blog on the boys YouTube channel Jason Minix Joe Ryan Engel Tim Spence uh, we had such a great time in Oxnard creating Dallas Cowboys content that we 
did our best to share throughout the blog and the boys universe as well. And that was kind of my final time away from home again to kind of paint a full picture here. Uh, I've been on the run uh, for the last month or so, you know, kind of taking vacations with the family. Uh, we went to California before the Oxnard thing. We went to Galveston, uh, lots of sun, lots of fun, lots of water, lots of great, wonderful memories. Thank God. Uh, but I'm so excited to kind of finally all, you know, all of us here be headed due north in the direction of football season. And so uh, with the preseason officially beginning on Saturday for the Cowboys, that means it is officially beginning for us too at Blog and the Boys. So this is the first time that you'll hear just me um, throughout the Blog and the Boys universe this week. Uh, obviously, I was on the roundtable on Tuesday night. Yesterday, had a new episode of the Mixtape with BLG. Today, you have the Ocho. Um, and on Saturday, not Sunday, we will have our first edition of the post game. Again, if you're new around here, maybe you discovered us over the course of the offseason. Following every Dallas Cowboys game, we go live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube and starting this season, Twitch uh, channels and discuss everything that we saw. We very quickly, of course, as soon as it is over, get it turned around and podcasted for those of you who prefer to listen. Whether you watch, listen, however you consume any kind of content, of course, blogandtheboys.com. Search for Blog and the Boys, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out. So uh, without further ado, I'm almost five minutes into this thing here and, um, you know, haven't really kind of gotten started on the episode. Um, in the spirit of the number five, I am going to discuss five things that you can call this whatever you want, um, that I would like to see, that I hope to see, um, that I hope happen, that I'll be on the lookout for. Uh, I'll be writing an article based around this as well. I haven't done that yet um, in real time, but it might be out by the time you're listening to this. Uh, but five things I'll have my eye on, rather, uh, when the Cowboys host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Saturday. In a rare occurrence, the Cowboys not playing in California for the first preseason game generally you know, in the past, the Cowboys have done something. I mentioned past, you know, San Diego, L.A., obviously now uh, Seattle. Uh, we all remember what happened in week three of, or week four, rather, of the preseason. I know it was week three uh, back in 2016. Generally, to something on the West Coast because the Cowboys are in Oxnard. But no, the Cowboys heading to AT&T Stadium for the preseason opener on Saturday. Then they will head back to Oxnard to conclude that portion of training camp before returning home in full capacity to round out training camp at the Star in Frisco. Uh, and then, of course, two more preseason games before final 53-man roster cutdowns. Um, we got a lot coming up. So, uh, but before we get to all of that, we have to get through Saturday. So these are my five things. And they're really four because the first one is super obvious, but I have to include it. Um, no injuries. That's first and foremost. You want to get through Saturday without any injuries, and you hope that's the case for the entire NFL. I mentioned how long it's been. We've come all this way. It's just so horrible whenever a player is hurt and, you know, that happens. It's just, you know, you don't want that. So we're rooting for clean, safe football all the way across the NFL, not just in the preseason, but uh, for the future of the earth, really. Uh, so number two, which is really number one for me, I want to see viable offensive line depth. Um, we've been treated to a variety of <laughs> Offensive line combinations for the Cowboys so far. Uh, what was Zach Martin holding out? And the Cowboys, you know, 
putting together amalgamations surrounding Tyron Smith getting, you know, his time off. Tyler Smith, um, it was reported by NFL Network this week on Tuesday um, that his back tightened up. So the team's just, you know, was being precautious with him. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you you very quickly are, are all of a sudden, you know, without three linemen and, and you have to figure things out. And uh, obviously the Cowboys are trying to be wise with Terrence Steele, who's coming back from an injury. So Brock Hoffman, you know, Josh Ball, Matt Farniak, uh, Chuma Adoga, Awesome Richards. I mean, I want to see somebody kind of, uh, I think take the bull by the horns is, is an improper uh, analogy for this particular thing because, you know, it's not like all of these positions can be had by one player. So it's, it's hard for one person to say, oh, boom, that's the answer. Uh, but I would love to see some sort of some sort of answer, I guess, some, some sort of, you know, piece of an answer, because um, even if and when Zach Martin is back and Tyron is, is good to go and Tyler is good to go, um, odds are, because it's the NFL, the Cowboys are going to be in a situation at some point down the road where they have to rely on depth. And uh, they've been in uh, that situation, obviously, in the past. Um, and, and so I think our, our sincere hope is that um, they're able to kind of build down eight, nine, you know, offensive linemen that they can trust in a pinch. And so I would like to see some development uh, along those lines in a game that is against a different team in this particular case, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that was number two, but sort of pseudo number one. Uh, number three, um, what I have written down, I have these um, these little notes here in the office, uh, so you can hear it. It's real note, real paper. Um, I have written down something from 1 slash 25, meaning I would like to see something, anything, from Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright. Um, and I think the latter is much more likely. In fact, I think you can make an argument that the latter has started to happen throughout camp. Um, but if we play the cornerback game, right, we've kind of seen what we expected so far from Trayvon Diggs. We've got the $97 million contract. We've kind of seen what we expected so far from Stephon Gilmore. We've kind of seen what we expected so far uh, from Deron Bland. Jordan Lewis is on the pup list, so not counting against the roster. I think uh, we all agree, you know, it seems likely he might open the season on the pup list and give the Cowboys six weeks to kind of, you know, play some funny math. Um Eric Scott Jr. has really just been this revelation that the Cowboys obviously found in, in the draft this year. Uh, C.J. Goodwin technically counts here, although obviously um, his his contributions come on the special team side of the ball. Um, even with you know Jordan Lewis potentially on the pup list to open the season, it's hard to find a spot for Kelvin Joseph or Nation Wright. It's hard to find two spots, really. I mean, this, this, and I've been saying this, and a lot of people have been saying this. I'm not, I'm certainly not the only one. This might be a, a one spot situation that these two players are kind of in a fight for. And I, I have to give the advantage right now to Nation Wright. Um, in fact, I thought it was interesting. Uh, there was a clip of, um, of, of Trayvon Diggs speaking on the Pivot podcast. It was super awesome that made the rounds. Um, and he was asked what young players he likes so far on the team. And he mentioned uh, 37 and 25. Obviously, Nation Wright is still somewhat young. I mean, he's only one year younger than Trayvon in terms of NFL age. Uh, but um, but I, I think the Cowboys have to see something 
from they, they have to be able to make a determination at, at this position and Kelvin Joseph at, at this point has to give them a reason to keep him around I think we're past the point where you're saying well he's a second round draft pick blah blah no we're way too deep into this at this point in time this is his third season by now if you're not getting something you know tried and true from Kelvin Joseph you just have to move on and and we've seen the Cowboys do that before uh with with you know first round picks Taco Charlton obviously comes to mind second round picks Jalen Smith comes to mind although that was after his rookie contract was over you have to be you have to have a reason I guess and, and so that's why I said something anything give us just just give us a reason that's that's a song that's a pink song actually but um we need a reason from Kelvin Joseph and or Nation Wright so I'm hopeful that we see that I'm hopeful that we're sitting here on the, did I say Sunday uh sorry habit um I'm hopeful that we're sitting here on Saturday night and we're saying man this this competition at corner just got a lot stickier because of how Kelvin Joseph and Nation Wright just both locked down the Jacksonville Jaguars. So cool beans. All right. So number four uh, on my list, the wide receiver six competition. Now I'll, um, I'll eat some crow. Does anybody, did anybody fact check um, Robert Sala on the crow thing, by the way, on the hard knocks premiere, how a crow is the only bird that will attack an eagle. I don't know this. Like I'm not somebody who, who knows the answer to that, but I just can't believe that that's true. But if it is, hey, you know, kudos to Robert Sala. But whatever. And also, that would have made it would have been weird. But I mean, because it was kind of weird. But it would have been appropriate, I suppose, if Nick Sirianni had delivered that message to his football team because they're the Eagles, right? Like that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Robert Sala at the beginning of, of Hard Knocks had a speech that was like. A crow is the only bird that, you know, will attack eagles. And I thought that the analogy was going to mean that the Jets were the crow. Uh, but no, the Jets are the eagle in in the um, – the Jets also a mechanism that can fly, by the way. Uh, but anyway, the Jets are the eagle, and the, the way an eagle apparently in nature uh, thwarts off a crow is it just flies really high, and the crow eventually lets go in, like, high altitude or whatever. Um, so he was saying, like, let's be the eagle. Let's let all the crows fall off of us. Whatever. Um, you know, maybe, like, I am rubber, you are glue would have made a little bit more sense, um, you know, for Robert Sala, but I digress. Anyway, um, so I will eat my crow. A few weeks ago, before Dallas Cowboys training camp started, if you'd asked me to predict what wide receivers would make this team, and we talked about this a little bit on the roundtable this week, we all would have had the same three at the top, right? You know, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. I think Jalen Tolbert has really locked down. I, I don't think any of us thought that Jalen Tolbert's roster spot was in jeopardy. He's a second-year, third-round pick, but I think we were all down. But, okay, great. You know, we've got four that we feel fantastic about, and I would have handed out those final two spots personally to something like Simi Fajoko, and I was questionable about Kevontae Turpin, just because we hadn't seen Kevontae be utilized on offense, and we've seen the NFL as a whole sort of uh, mitigate the advantage that you can have as a returner, but with the rules changes, you know, in recent history, certainly this offseason. And so if you believe that Kevontae's only contributions are on the special team side of the ball, well, you know, that has been thwarted this offseason, right? But Cavante, kudos to him, has become a key part of what the Cowboys are doing offensively. So suddenly his roster spot makes a lot more sense, right? And that is awesome. It's all great to see. Kudos to him. You know, right. We, we, we all are on the same page there. But so my point here is Cavante is now a lock for me. The, the you know, the trepidation I had is gone. So we're five receivers in, you know, after Jalen Tober, Cavante makes five. And Jalen Brooks has kind of taken that sixth spot. And Simi Fajoko hasn't 
really played into it, and, and I feel like Simi has kind of opened the door a little bit for Jalen Brooks to come in. Even Jalen Moreno Cropper has, has had his moments so far throughout camp, although he's cooled off a little bit. Um, I mean, Dennis Houston has, has had, you know, moments. I mean, I don't I think that job right now is Jalen Brooks is to lose. And a lot of that is he's the one on the rookie contract. He's the draft pick, right? The Cowboys, you know, for a while now have had all of their draftees make the team. And so that is certainly working in Jalen Brooks's favor. I think at this, and you know, if we rewind the tape, I didn't think Noah Brown was going to make the roster last year for a similar line of thought, but to his credit, he fought back and he, you know, proved that he was not just only valuable on special teams, but a valuable player offensively as well. Some of that were, you know, was the circumstances that was surrounding the Cowboys receiving core a year ago, but nevertheless, you know, he earned that spot. And so I think that that responsibility is on Simi Fajoko at this point. You know, he's got to be able to find a way to push off Jalen Brooks, push off Jalen Marino Cropper, push off Dennis Houston, um, because that sixth spot is very much, I wouldn't say up for grabs, but very much in transition, it feels like. So I would like to see some serious competition there. Uh, if you're counting, that is four things I'm looking forward to, four things I'm paying attention to. I said this would be a list of five, which means I have Uno Mas left. And that is super obvious, maybe more obvious than no injuries. I just want to see the Cowboys have success in the kicking game. Brandon Aubrey, this year thing. Actually, I'm recording this. I was reminded um, on social media. I'm recording this. Uh, I haven't told you yet. On Wednesday the 9th at 8, it's now 8.33 p.m. After uh, the 15 minutes and 44 seconds of recording time that this has been. Um, and it was one year ago today. On for me, if it was yesterday for you, but for me, one year ago today, that Brett Maher rejoined the Cowboys, and it was two years ago today that the New Orleans Saints signed Brett Maher. So August 9th has been a kind day to Brett Maher each of the last two years. Um, but so my point is, it was at this point a year ago that we were in some serious flux as Dallas Cowboys fans, wondering how the kicking situation was going to shake out. And Brett Maher, to his credit, absolutely took off and ran. I ate a lot of crow then as well. Um, so Brandon Aubrey, dude do it. The time is now. The opportunity is there. I mean, the Cowboys got rid of Tristan Vizcaino this week, so they have given Brandon Aubrey literally every chance. Like, that's not an expression in this case. I'm saying literally every kicking opportunity belongs to Brandon Aubrey. The door is open for him to take what he feels like is rightfully his, and I wish him the very best of luck. Uh, certainly, uh, and it doesn't have to be anything flashy. I don't need to see 50-yard field goals. I don't need to see you know, off either hash or anything like that. Just straight up, normal field goals. I need them made. I need extra points made. I need simple, stress-free kicks right through the uprights. Brandon, that's all we're asking, right? We're being very simple, very mundane, very boring in our request to you. So please do not let us down. Those are the five things, once again, to kind of rip through them in a bullet point um, spark notes fashion. Number one, no injuries. Number two, a viable offensive line depth. I really want to come out of it with viable offensive line, or like assurance of viable offensive line depth, I should say. Number three, something from Kelvin Joseph and or Nashawn Wright. Numero cuatro, some uh, emergence from the competition at wide receiver six. And finally, I want to see some success in the kicking game because we've been through enough. We don't need this anymore. We don't need this stress. So please, Dallas Cowboys, Brandon Aubrey, like I said, I've asked you please several times, don't let this be a thing for us, you know, just, you know, we, we all want to go to bed on Saturday and, and feel good. So uh, that's where we're at. So 
All right, I'm going to write about this, like I said, at blogontheboys.com, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, make sure to check out blogontheboys.com all day, every day. We have so many things coming out. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I know that um, Twitter is whatever right now, but um, you know, it's still the place to be. Anyway, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on threads. Um, you can follow me on all these places. My name is RJ Ochoa. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or threads at RJ Ochoa. Um, the joke that I use all the time, so if you've heard it before, sorry, uh, is that some jerk took that on TikTok. So if you want to follow me there, you have to put a period. It's rj.ochoa. Um, that is also my email address, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. If you like what I do, like I said, you can read what I write at the site. You can check me out on all these social platforms. You can listen to me here on Thursdays on the Ocho, on Saturdays uh, for now, Sundays in the regular season on the post game, on Tuesdays on our roundtable, and of course on Wednesdays on the NFC East mixtape. If you like hearing me talk about the NFL on Mondays and Fridays, I am over on a different podcast feed, the Espionation NFL show where we cover the league as a whole. Can't wait to talk with my friends Brandon Gowden and Steven Serta this week and react to tonight's games and of course talk about what we're looking forward to in the weekend to come. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and sign off and bid you adieu. I hope you have the most wonderful, the most fantastic, the most incredible, the most exciting uh the most thrilling the most uh captivating weekend possible i hope it enthralls you i hope you experience great and immense joy you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out